Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Dead End Sports. This is your captain speaking, Ken. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about tonight, man. Of course, uh, for those of you that are out there, you are aware that the NFL has issued their ruling against uh, Tom Brady. Um, They are upholding his suspension. We're going to talk about that and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, um... Get prepared, man. I, I, you know, I think a bulk of the show starting out will probably definitely cover um, that. So we're gonna get into that, um, get into the reasons why they're talking about upholding the ruling, and um, you know, just just talk sports as, as usual, man. So um, if you're out there, here's what I want you to do. Um, I want you to. You know what, I, I need to turn this music down. This music is, is loud. Uh, hold on, man. Let's just, it's all in my ear. I can't, I can't, I can't talk like that. Hold on. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna fix this right away. But, um, but anyway, while, while I'm working on this, um, head over to, to YouTube. Uh, I want you guys to go over to YouTube and take a listen to you know, subscribe to the channel, watch a lot of the videos. Um, we're entering the football season, so that means we will start working on our rankings for the upcoming uh, year, like we did last year. So make sure you take a, take a look at that, and then you can kind of compare what we had last year to what we have this year. Um, in addition to that, we're also um, working on uh, fantasy football. So we're going to bring that back uh, again this year. Uh, as you know, those of you that have listened to the show for quite some time, uh, you know that I was the winner last year. So, uh, yeah, I didn't mean to turn it off, but whatever. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I won last year. So, you know, I'm definitely looking to, um, defend my title, defend my title, man. So you're all welcome to join, uh, and, and participate in that. So stay tuned. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook as well. So uh, before we get into the show, uh, still waiting on everybody to call. I don't know where B is at. B, you know, get call in. I, I see Q, so I'll go ahead and get Q in just a second. Uh, waiting on FIFO. I know he may be out there, you know, getting this off along, doing what he do. In the meantime, man, I'm going to do something a little bit different. You know, when the captain take over, man, I like to, to give you guys just a little bit something different than, uh, than the usual. So check out this song by Deathspot. It's called House of Bricks. I don't know if I'm going to do this. Every every um 
every show? Is this going to be the new thing where we premiere Dope Trap? But check out this uh, this this Dope Trap by Despot. He's he's actually an MC here in Atlanta, and this one is called House Bridge. Take a listen to this. And we'll be right back. video i think today and um and i was listening to it again man i was like man you know he's he flowing on this track man so i was like you know what yeah i mean i'm still after i played my intro i'm still waiting on that album for he, he working like, on it man and he holding out man yeah i don't know what i don't know what's up with that but you know um i don't know man maybe maybe i'll maybe, maybe i'll do this man you know like uh do a track of the a week or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, do that. Still working yeah, that out. So you slipping you slip on your hip hop, man. You slipping on your hip hop. I know. I know. This may be a, a, a nice a nice way to, to come back. You know. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. Uh, yeah, this, I this think I got. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Death by House of Bricks. Right, yeah. You, you, you got. You got to. You got to get on that cue. You yeah, that, I, I was talking uh, with him about the uh, Run the Jewel shit. He was going hard on that. Uh, I think it was a bonus track or something. Or was it on Blockbuster? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was yeah, on one, one of those tracks. Yeah. And he was going yeah. crazy on that. I was like, okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 nice, man. He he nice. He puts on a good show too. We've uh, had had a chance to see him perform here in Atlanta uh, quite a yeah. few times, man. So yeah, yeah. He um he definitely gets it in. He definitely gets it in. Let me bring in bring on FIFO. Push the button. FIFO, what up? What's good, man? What's good? I know, man. It's, it's, it's... I'm, I'm laughing at Ken ass, man. People, what up? <laughs> <laughs> just, just real quick before we get started, I just want everyone to go. If you're listening, please go, go to the Daddy Hip Hop channel. Check out our newest upload for the premiere of Novelist and Skies Below. Tsunami, Tsunami's EP. Go check it out. Download it. Go copy it. It's worth the listen. Please go check it out. So. Just let just want to throw that out there before we get started. Yes, yeah, no, that's, that's all good, man. You know, uh, where is y'all? Give me a second. Oh, yeah. I gotta, I real gotta, quick, um, real quick. I, yeah. I know you a, uh, I know you a boxing fan. Um, for everyone, you know, I'm kind of an avid movie watcher myself. I watch a lot of movies. You know, I go to a lot of the premieres and whatnot. Um. First off, go see Ant-Man from Marvel. But for the boxing heads out there, for the Eminem fans and for the people who oh, like yeah. hip-hop, Southpaw. Southpaw. Southpaw was fire, bro. I liked it a lot, man. That was a fire movie. I was watching that, and the whole time, I didn't know it, but uh, for those that don't know, just like a fun fact, uh, Southpaw is loosely based on Eminem's life. Kind of like how 8 Mile was. It's kind what? of based on how, yeah. Southpaw is kind of based on Eminem's life because if you listen to any of Eminem's music, probably encore and on, or probably before that, honestly, from the beginning of his uh, career, uh, he talks about his daughter and, you know, drugs and all that stuff. And uh, Southpaw, the character, uh, Billy Hope, is, you know, he goes through troubles with his daughter and getting custody mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So yeah. Basically, yeah. loosely based. So it's a great movie, though. Check it out. Yeah, I'm re- I'm interested to see how Creed gonna hold up because I remember I tweeted earlier like about a month yeah. ago, and, you know, which boxing movie y'all think is gonna be more fire, the Southpaw or Creed? Because I ain't gonna lie, that that the trailer for Creed, it looks like it looks like that's gonna be pretty good. It don't seem over the top cheesy, like over the top ish. It looks like it's gonna be a really serious, you know, emotional movie. So I'm I'm really and you know Michael B. Jordan is a is a good actor. He's an up and coming young true. actor. So. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how this creed It's accurate, too. Play. It looks accurate to me. It's accurate. Yeah, yeah, That's really yeah. how Philly is. That's really how Philly be. So, I mean, yeah, dude, like, it was, really it, was, it was funny because in the 70s, you remember when Rocky was run, running up the steps right. and one on by behind him and all, all the kids were running right. behind him. Nowadays, right. you know, kids got the bikes and whatnot, so they had the bikes behind them. I'm like, yeah, that's accurate. They're probably going to do it right. Yeah. Y'all ain't gonna do it right, man. And I, I, like I said, I don't think it's going to be, like, too over the top and, like, oh, man, for real. Like, come on. So. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that creed, but y'all saw South Park this past weekend, though. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I'll have to check that out. I did see Ant Man, um, and I did in, enjoy that one. So uh, I, I'll, I'll see South Park, man. I'm, I'm waiting for that NWA too, um, which I think we yeah, should go see that. Be you know, yeah, I think we all. I think around, we all, I think we all go see that. Yeah, I think yeah, we all yeah, 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 we should. Yeah. We should almost do a review. Yeah, and like get our. You you always talking about yeah yeah on, on on video stuff. Yeah, because I really wish we would have got on that art of rap, that documentary art of rap. Oh man, I wish we were talking about that one. That one. Also, was dope. dope was a good movie. I don't, I don't know yeah. about that movie. Dope. That yeah. was fire, bro. It, 
It was. Dope was really good, man. I, I really enjoyed Dope. It reminded me of, like, to me, Dope was kind of this generation's movie that have, like, all the kids. Like, you know, growing up in 92, you had Juice and you had, you know, Poetic Justice and those type of movies. And in the early 2000s, you, you had uh, The Best Man and all those movies. Now, this kid's generation, we don't really have a movie, but when they made Dope, it had all the makings of being kind of like that classic where it's like, okay, The Wood, it reminds me so much of those references. It was a great movie, though. All right, cool, hey, cool, hey, cool. Hey, what we, what we right, doing well, today, Ken? What we got today, Ken? What, what, what topic? Man, um, <laughs> really, B? <laughs> 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 B, 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 like, like nothing happened today. No, I mean, like, uh, it, it was... What's going on, man? Like, like, What's going on in the sports world, man? Like, like, you know, talk to me. Talk to me. Oh, right. man. Oh, uh, man. Uh, breaking news, man. Like, everybody's talking about this. It's crazy, right? Um, a pitcher for the New York Mets got suspended for 162 games. Now I'm just playing. That really did happen. But, <laughs> nah, um, man, it's, unless you're living under a rock, uh, today it was announced that Tom Brady will indeed have to serve his four-game suspension for his his role in uh, underinflated underinflated footballs, Goodell upheld his decision, man, and basically he cited new evidence that nobody had, which is kind of crazy that he managed to keep this on the wraps until you know today. But apparently, you know, Goodell, I mean, not Goodell, but Brady destroyed a cell phone on the day that he was set to be interviewed by Ted Wells. And um, he instructed his assistant to, to destroy it. He said it's common practice for him to do that. And, um, and, and that's why he did it. And then I think some other guy wrote on the Players Tribune, Chris Long, I want to believe, um, wrote, he said that he, he does it all the time as well. But I think everybody that's followed this case and know about this case knows that the main reason or one of the – yeah, no, the main reason Brady is suspended is because he failed to cooperate. And he failed to give over his cell phone. Well, now we know why. But then there's also reports coming out that he gave up a cell phone, but it just wasn't the one that they needed. And apparently this was the one that had 10,000 text messages and all kind of voicemails on it. And uh, it's gone. Now, I'm one to believe that they could probably still get that information, um, but I'm not a cell phone expert on how data is stored. But um, but either way it goes, I, I think that once it was discovered that this phone was destroyed, it, it basically incriminated Tom Brady in in his role with uh, Deflategate. And, um, you know, they're coming out now. They're saying that Brady is going to sue the NFL, and that's probably just a tactic to kind of um, play the long game. And if they're in court, then he won't have to serve his suspension. That's what some people are saying. But – but yeah, man, uh, Tom Brady is suspended four games. But I think that the story here is the cell phone. When you guys heard about this, like, what, what, uh, what do you guys think about this? Um, like, like Q, like when this, when this broke, what, what, what did you think? What was the first thing that came through, through went through your mind? Um, someone you know you know, knows people on parole and all that type of stuff. It reminds me of when the P.O.'s at the door, you got to flush your weed down the toilet, man. It's the same thing. Like, it's just like, he's just, it's so incriminating, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, who, you can't take the SIM card out? 
you can't just restore the factory settings and then turn the phone in. You have to destroy the the phone, though. Like, really? That's what's hot in the streets now? Like, we really destroying phones now? Like, we can't just take out the SIM card, restore the factory settings, and then have all your information going off that phone and turn it in? Like, it was complete BS, though. Like, for anyone who even believes that that's just common practice that Tom Brady does, it's just so far up his ass. It's just ridiculous. Tom Brady and the Patriots are guilty. It's just as simple as that. There's nothing else to it. They're guilty. Just take the L. Take the L. Take the four games and just be done with it, though. You got caught. It's okay. I completely agree. So you still got that ring, okay? Pete Carroll gave you that. that he gave you that ring. That's you, your present. Enjoy it. Take the four games. Is it. <laughs> yep. I completely agree. Uh, couldn't say any better. Like, just take your take those four games. Keep it moving, dude. It's, it's only a quarter of the season. And I, I didn't look at their schedule, but I was about to say, based on their schedule, I mean, it's, it's probably not that bad to, you know, they can probably still go easy 2-2 two and two or 3-1, and one, you know, their first four games without Tom Brady. I mean, just chalk it up. I mean, this, this is – and I, I was just talking to my other boys earlier, like, man, like, come on, like, I'm so sick of hearing about this. It's like I'm ready. I'm ready. Just I'm just ready for the new NFL season. I don't want to be talking about something that happened in January, you know, of this year, man. Like last football season. I want. Let, let's talk about who's going to be the surprising team. Who's going to be the breakout players? Like who, you know, who to look yeah. for? I don't want to talk about no damn, you know, the Flake Gate period 2015 going in 2016 man like like this take my suspension and keep it moving just keep it damn moving i'm i'm, I'm sick of hearing about this i'm not really am i'm sick of hearing about this people what up People, man, wake your ass up y'all i'm up man, yo this feedback is crazy <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where that's coming from. Uh, who has that radio radio on? Man, man, you you uh, supposed to be the captain, man. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, but I do uh, have I the do. um. I do have the uh, schedule though. Just just to preface this for everybody, this is the easiest schedule. Why? Just take the four games. All right, here it is. Yeah. The Patriots. The, the Patriots have week one. They have Pittsburgh. Okay, that's an L. Then they have Buffalo, Jacksonville, and a bye week. Yep. Just take the L. Yeah. Just take, Just the, take L. the four games. Just take the four games. It's like, is that simple? It's ridiculous. Go ahead, people. I'm sorry. I agree. But no, 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 Q, man, you said it the best, man. Um, just overall, just take the L. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he, he incriminated himself. And as a cell phone expert, because that's, that's what I do now, um, Q's 100% right. Take out the SIM card. Factory reset the phone. Oh, you want the phone? Here you go. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's it. So I, I, I think they are guilty. They have been guilty in the past. We know them to bend rules. And you know, I was watching Stephen A. He made a great point. If Tom Brady likes his balls slightly deflated, just come out and say that. I like them slightly deflated. I didn't know that it was going to be so deflated to the point where it's going to cause controversy. But that's the way I like to throw my football. So I just feel like if, if he would have came out like that, um, he would have been all right. He would have been all right. But, you know, I don't think that he really stood his ground when trying to defend himself. I, I just turned off the music. I, you know, I, I think I, 
you know, because look, for B, B FIFO, I, I know B know what that instrumental was. They were straight up minutes. And I think yeah. that that kind of describes what's going on right now, and, you know, in, in New England, man, uh, with everything that they're doing. Uh, I, you would think that at this point, you know, they could win. They, like, it almost seems like every single Super Bowl title has a stain on it. You know, yeah. well, I won't say everyone, but at oh, some point there's a stain. You say everyone? I don't know about everyone. Everyone, but. Either way, either way, you know, it, it's, un, it's unfortunate that, you know, for a guy that everybody heralds as the greatest quarterback of all time up there with Montana has this sort of stain on his career that he can't wash off. And, you know, people are – and people are really trying to give him a pass by saying, oh, well, you know, he still beat the hell out of the Indianapolis Colts and – you know, he still beat the number one defense in the NFL, which was hurt, by the way. They had three or four guys that were less than 100% that he dinked and dunked his way to a championship because that's what they were giving up. That's good coaching. You're going to take what they're going to give you. But, you know, um, at the end of the day, you know, here's a guy that, that has all of these rings, but when you talk to people, they, they can't even look at it in the same way that they look at Montana. You know, and you hear, you know, these experts talking about, oh, he's still this, he's still that. But, yeah, but at mm-hmm. some point we have to look at this. It's like it's, it's like Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, even A-Rod. A-Rod's starting to kind of get a pass from, from, from what he's doing. All you have to do is go on the field and perform, and people seem to forget, at least, you know, the casual fans or diehard fans. But I think Brady, much like the Barry Bonds of the world and the Roger Clemens, and as much as I love Barry Bonds, you know, I, I can't deny what he got caught up in. You know, I still think he should be in the Hall of Fame, but the fact is he has a blight on his record. Now, much like them, you still have to hit the ball, and much like Tom Brady, you still have to throw it. But the fact is he still has this thing on his record, and he's being punished for it. So, you know, I, I'm like you, B. I think it's a story that we won't get away from, unfortunately, yeah, as we yeah. continue to move yeah. closer and closer. You know, I think we can control how much we talk about it. I think at this point, we have, like, a lot of the information. We know what we know. The only thing that's left from here is court. And I don't know if that warrants a discussion, you know, each, each and every, you know, <laughs> day we, 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 get on, we get on these microphones. But, um, but it, it, it is what it is, man. I, I'm like you guys. You just take it, take it in and, um, and, and let that be, be what it is. You know, and and move on, but um, but we'll we'll, we'll see, man. Um, Sifo, <laughs> did you hear about uh Hulk Hogan at all over the last few days? No, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> man, um, <laughs> talk about talk about childhood. Uh, talk about re reaffirming. Yeah, well. You thought Hulk Hogan was a racist? Man, wrestling been racist, bro. That whole DX shit, man, that was blackface. But go ahead. Um, well, nah, people, uh, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> apparently he got a problem with black people dating his, his white daughter, man. Pretty much. And, That's um, all it is. That's all it is at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, he, 
Hey, you fool with the black guy until he's until he messing with your daughter. Got that Donald uh-huh. Sterling on you. <laughs> what happened, Ken? Yeah, he uh, um, yeah, he uh, <laughs> he he had some words, some some words to say about um, you know, about his daughter daughter dating uh dating a black guy, and, and let me see if I can find some of the things that that he said. Hulk Hogan's racist rant. You know, oh man, he even used the Gaysler like he went all the way in. And uh <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he didn't he, he didn't let it go, man. So let's see. Well, it's it's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's in the racist Hall of Fame, man. Who say what? I said this rant is gonna go down in like the racist rant Hall of Fame next to Mel Gibson and Riley Cooper, dog. This is a I was dying. I was just, I was just like, this reaffirmed everything I thought about just wrestling in, in general. But people act like Hulk Hogan never said like some suspect stuff before this. But go ahead, man. I'm gonna get on this. Yeah, he uh, well, he called Jamie Foxx uh, uh, a fucking nigger. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he called Jamie. You know, um. You know, everybody don't want to write write about it, man. Like I'm trying to trying to find like like the real stuff he said. B, do you remember any of the things that he said? Oh, he somebody, like she yo. might as well she might as well date a, a eight foot nigga, eight foot nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, she might as well have like a <laughs> Like yeah, he went ham, man. Like it 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 was crazy. I was like, man, Hulk Hogan lost his damn mind. Look. Like damn, why? Hulk? He he like, did, damn. man. He lost his mind. Yeah, he said she's pretty see. much referring to she might as well date like a, a you know a basketball player. He said an eight foot nigger. So FIFO, he said, I mean, I don't have double standards. I mean, I am a racist to a point. Fucking niggers. No, 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 no. Let, let me get this right. Niggers. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to be clear. He he. He said it the way uh, it was he meant said, to say. Yeah. This is the one. Yep. I mean, I'd rather if she was going to uh, fuck some nigger, I'd rather have her marry an eight foot tall nigger yeah. worth a hundred yeah. million dollars, like a basketball yeah. player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I, he went in. He went in. I, I guess we're all a little racist, fucking nigger. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that's those were, let's see, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, what, what Jamie Foxx did to him. Jamie Foxx caught a stray. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, man, that, man that, that, that shit was crazy. That shit was crazy. Nigga crazy, bro. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, me neither. I'm like, dude, what the hell? Yeah. Bro, he lost his mind all So, time. so now what? Because... You know, B and I, we, oh. we we definitely grew up watching Hulk Hogan, and um, and I now you know this was a couple of years. You you okay? Okay, my bad, people. My bad, my bad. Yeah, you um, know, Ultimate uh, Ultimate Warrior, Ric Flair. Uh, 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 what was his name? Something the kids. Macho Man. All them dudes. Bret Hart. Jake the Snake. Bret Hart. Yeah. Uh huh. All them. Hard on All them. So what do we do with Paul Hogan now? 
somebody get this. Man, that dude right there. I, you know what? Look. Okay, so 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 he called himself a racist. So 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 that's what he is. He labeled himself. Uh, but I think everybody deserves a moment where they just you know <laughs> lose it and have a meltdown. <laughs> but you know that doesn't change the character that he played. You know what I'm saying? As a character, as that wrestler growing up, he was iconic. You know, but of course that changes the perception a little bit. But you know, I I I, I give it like look, man, he he lost his shit. He shit his marbles, man. It happens sometimes. <laughs> that shit, that's crazy, bro. This dude lost. He really lost it. But um, you know, I I, I don't hold nothing against him. You know, I look what he eat don't make me shit, and he ain't never done nothing for me. Um, but I, like, do you really think that that messes with his like? Iconic status, like the, does that diminish at all? Mm. It's wrestling. I, I don't uh, see that. See, that's the question though, because lately, and this is a overarching, you know, uh, just philosophical comment. It ties into what Kendrick said on the last track on the Pippa Butterfly when shit hits the fan. Are you still a fan? It's like the same shit people people talk about with Cosby and shit. Does it affect his status of what he did on the show? Does Hulk Hogan's status, what he did with wrestling, what he's like in real life? Is that? I don't know, bro. Because it's like it's all fucked up. Like dude, this shit was hilariously just racist to me. I was just like, what? I'm like, how the hell? Where did this come from? But what did Jamie Foxx do? I want to know and. Just who was the eight foot? I don't know what was going on in this shit. It was just like, I'm WWE cut them off. They said, all right, that's it. We're done with you. The audio hasn't been leaked. His publicist is saying he was set up. Hulk is going around retweeting nothing but black people on his Twitter who are like, I love you, Hulk. And that's, that's, his Twitter. that's, all, he's, that's all he's doing. He All he's doing is retweeting black people with pictures of themselves. I love Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania and shit. So WWE right. can like say, hey, look, they, he still has fans that are black. Doesn't mean anything. I have a that's the whole I have a black friend excuse. Doesn't mean anything. I don't know where we go from here. You can if someone told me that they were still a fan of Hulk Hogan, I wouldn't look at them side eyed, but I would look at WWE side eyed if they had kept him and if they didn't make that swift move to remove him. So I mean that's just the side that we live in, dog. It's, you you just can't say shit like this. You just can't. Well, he didn't know he was being recorded. You can't yeah, say it in public or private, but we only know because somebody recorded a private conversation. Which, when you when you kind of think about that, here's a guy that has said comments like this behind black people's back, and yet smiling in their face and make sure every you know everything's cool. You know, you know, you kind of feel what I'm saying. Like, like for instance. Uh, Hulk Hogan has said it, but he said it with the A, and he got a pass. And he was on um, mm, it he was, was on a, a radio DJ, show. Uh, it was uh, a, yeah, was a DJ. Um, how who was that DJ? Who was that DJ? He was on there. Was it uh, I think it was Who Kid. I think it was Who Kid. I think it was DJ Who, who Kid. Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. Kid. Yeah, yeah. He was saying it. I heard that. And, yeah, I heard that. I heard yeah. That. And, um, and you know, the people on the show who are black, you know, um, for the most part, didn't seem to have an issue with it. But, you know, Hulk Hogan was like, 
I don't know when I can say it. I don't know when I can't say it. Obviously, the way you use it in, in that private conversation, you can't say that ever. I mean, you can. You have a right to say it. It's America. You can say whatever you want. You have to deal with the consequences of the things that you said. But much like you guys, I'm kind of conflicted because I grew up watching Hulk Hogan. And, um, and for the record, I just, at some point, I just hated wrestling. Because, and I love my great-great-grandmother to, you know, to death, you know, when she was alive because she made the, the bomb-ass pancakes and breakfast. But she watched wrestling every day. <laughs> and, you know, I, I grew up in the South. I grew up in Mississippi. And one of the things, and I don't know if this is, like, everywhere. It probably is in, in black homes and probably in white homes, too. But when my mom went to work, or, or there were times when I would just be at my grandmother's house, you know. And I think at some point I was staying with my grandmother. Because, you know, things just weren't, weren't right. So, you know, I had to go stay there for a while. And she was sitting there, and we would have to sit there and watch wrestling. And I swear she would watch it all the time. And I wanted to watch cartoons. But I had to sit there and watch wrestling. And at some point I realized it was fake, but she believed it. And it annoyed me to death. <laughs> so I had to sit here and, and look at Hulk Hogan's fake self, you know, for for years, and I didn't even know the guy was six seven. The guy's guy freaking huge, and um, but anyway, but he's part of my childhood history. And when I heard about it and read about it, I didn't even really feel any kind of way. I didn't get upset. I wasn't disappointed. I was like, oh, okay. And, and, and it kind of bothers me a little bit because is that where we are right now in this world when it comes to the world? Are we being desensitized? Are they just, is it coming at us so much that whenever we see it, we're like, oh, okay, another white person, you know, with a racist comment. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to deal with. I don't know how to deal with that and, and how to process that. But, and I don't know what to deal with. You know what? The way I deal with Hulk Hogan, I don't because I really didn't care about wrestling like that. I just know it was a part of my past when I was growing up because it was something that I watched. But I wasn't a diehard fan like some people are out there. It, it's crazy, man. It, it, it is. You know, yeah, there's like, there's a lot of conversations to be had. There's a lot of conversations to be had, man, because like, there's the one argument, like I said, does what a person does in their personal life affect their work and their art and how you perceive it? Uh, there's the whole um, the whole conversation where people say, oh, well, people like him and Donald Sterling shouldn't even be on trial because what they said was in the privacy of their own home and they shouldn't even have to answer to that. And there's, you know, the conversation of race and all that stuff. So it's just like there's so many different perspectives, perspectives to come at from. But all we know are the facts is that <laughs> apparently he said it. He owns up to the fact that he said it. And yep. they removed him from from the WWE, and now he's has no ties to him. So I mean, guess guess what we do? We move on with our everyday lives because Hulk Hogan wasn't relevant to us two days ago, but now he is for a couple minutes, and it's just over. Like you know what I'm saying? These menaces, hey, man, man, real. they real. Me, real out here. <laughs> <laughs> What's he gonna do with Hulk Hogan, B? What I'm gonna do with him? Yeah, what you gonna do with Hulk Hogan, man? Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's just like, thank you for ruining, you know, part of my childhood, Hulk Hogan. That's the one thing I'm gonna tell him. Thank you, thank you. Um, I, you know, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, it's like, 
at this point, I'm thinking like, okay, who, what else is going to happen? Like, who other of my other, like, childhood, like, memories of childhood people I used to, like, just going to come out and, and, and reveal some more shit? You know what I'm saying? It's like, golly. So, you know, you got Bill Cosby with this situation, and you got Hulk Hogan. It's like, I mean, why? Why? Just say bye-bye to my childhood, man. Like, what's going to be next? Martin's going to have some shady stuff going on or something? Like, what, what, what's about to happen, man? You know, uh, you know, is Richard Pryor going to have something? Are we going to find something about Richard Pryor after he didn't pass away or something? It's like, come on. So, it was like, thank you, thank you, uh, thank you, Hulk Hogan, for, for messing up part of my childhood. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, man. Sorry, <laughs> um, man. The voice of Goku is a racist. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little basketball. Um, uh, uh, so I, w- I was on a Bleacher Report and, and they had a, a question and, and basically it was which top NBA star will take a step back in 2015-16 um, do you guys have anybody you think a, a, a kind of fall what, off what was starting that question, next year say that, that question one more time alright so, so it says which top NBA star will take a step back in 2015 and I'll, I'll list some of the people that they had. They had Damian Lillard, uh, Joe, Joe Johnson. What the hell? What the hell? Okay, uh, DeMar Carroll. I think he, he we can talk about him. Uh, Zach Randolph. And I'm, I'm still kind of baffled by Joe Johnson. I don't know what the hell was that. Joaquin Noah. What the hell? This article is whack. Yeah, this article is whack. Um, it's a good question. The article. Do you guys right, think so. Demar Carroll's gonna fall off? Do you guys think Damian hey. Lillard will fall off next year? But then no, you I'll say, what was the question? You no, said but it's gonna be tough. Superstars, all right. I'm gonna let FIFA go with this one. Yeah, it, it, he's not gonna fall off. It's just gonna be way harder. You know, because now, okay, triple team, triple team Dame Lillard. He's a little oh, guard. Yeah. That's why I always said, little guards need big men, and big men need little guards because of that. Because physically, he cannot dominate a game, and physically, you can overwhelm him. Because now, when he plays against San Antonio, just put Kawhi on him, double team him. Like, like what is he? Like? He has no outlet. He has no other person to relieve that pressure so now he can go one-on-one and do what he needs to do. Now, can he go against Kawhi all game? I'll take Kawhi. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'll, take, I'll take the field against Dame Lillard because he just doesn't have enough help. But um, I don't think that he's going to regress. I think that he's definitely not going to have the same year, but it, it's not like he lost skill or anything like that. It's just going to be way harder. Portland is in such a like a precarious position to me um, uh, because I follow Portland very closely because I was really in love with the way their team was set up because they had threats at all positions and I loved the fact that the front office got pieces that complemented one another. You had Wesley Matthews who could lock down many positions. You had Batum who could make the open threes. He could drive to the basket. You had Dane Lillard, who's Coldblade, LMA, you know, all those guys. And they had Robin Lopez, who's a serviceable center, who was kind of their rim protector. And when you dissipate all of those pieces, you see who they have now. 
They have C.J. McCollum as shooting guard, who I think everyone's sleeping on. I do like C.J. McCollum. He's from Lehigh. That boy can ball. They have um, Mason or Miles Plumlee. He was one of those Plumleys from Brooklyn. And they got Vonley. Those four guys are going to have to gel together because they're relatively in around the same age range. I think Dame is like 23. C.J., you know, all those guys are in, in their early 20s. LMA and those other guys were in their late twenties, and from what I'm hearing on the uh, on the practices and everything, they want Dame to take an increased role in the offense. So we're gonna see, we're probably gonna see Dame take 30 shots a game, 25 shots a game, and it's probably gonna increase his inefficiency. But I think this year his scoring is gonna go up. But if I have to give one star who's going to regress. And it's not regress as in, like, they're going to get worse. The one starter I think is going to regress in terms of his uh, his role. Uh, I hate to say it, man. I really do. I really hate to say it. I think that, I think that Steph is going to regress because Clay's getting better. And I think that Harden numbers are going to fall because now he has someone to lean on and Ty loss. And by regress, I don't mean get worse as a player. I mean, as in just the numbers wise, they're going to go down because they have pieces around them now that can either compliment them in Ty Lawson and another year under his belt for clay. And I think clay has on a mission because he said that he did not like his playoff performance past the second round. So I think he's dedicated this summer to getting a lot better to be that real second option that Steph can truly lean on at all times. So those are my two for regression, quote-unquote, but, you know, not really regression, just the numbers going to go down. Who you got, B? You got anybody? Um, I would – I would – I'm kind of leaning towards Damian Lennon just because, I mean – he don't have the help. It's like I was like, yeah and no, because I'm like, okay, he's gonna ball out, <laughs> you know, going into you know this season because he's gonna like like uh, Q said, he's gonna have to he's gonna take like about thirty, you know, the thirty five shots a game. So scoring wise, is gonna go up. I don't know. It just seems like him not having a, enough those same guys again. It's like I don't know, dude. I mean, he's gonna be the man, but. He's gonna still be putting up thirty five points and they're gonna still be losing. You know what I'm saying? This is, and they're in the Western Conference too. So it's like you can say him. Who was on, on was on that list? Carol, I didn't I don't really consider Carol a star though. Like Yeah, I'm sure. Like I don't even know why I don't even know why they even had him listed on there. He's a role player. He's not even like a star. So X him out. Um Let's see, James Harden. I think his numbers might kinda still be the same. I I mean I don't think it's gonna be like that much of a decline. I'm gonna go with Damian Lillard just because he just don't have that help. He don't have those that those guys around him to kind of help lift him. He's gonna have to do all the work himself as a point guard. He's gonna have to be scored a shooting guard, everything. He's gonna have to be everything down there, except for like the blocking shots and rebounding aspect of it. But he's gonna have to probably do that too. What about you, people? I think, you know, I'm going to put it out there, man. It might be KD. You know, coming off of this injury, 
Um, you know, he obviously he has some regressions. Obviously, he's not where you know maybe he should be right now. But um, I think KD is going to struggle a little bit now. KD struggling is still pretty damn great, but you know I don't know if we're going to see the same KD. I think I think he might fall off just a little bit. Not saying he won't get it back by the end of the season, but through that first you know half to maybe three quarters, we might you know he might struggle. Mm-hmm. I was uh, kind of the opposite of you. I was thinking Russell Westbrook. I, I don't. I was thinking that Russell Westbrook mm. wouldn't have won't have the same type of games that he's had last year because of KD. You know, so I, I can see a regression from from Russell Westbrook uh, before KD. I can see KD starting off slow, but I think once he's settled into the groove, I think he may take over that team again and get his team back. Well, how about we go yeah, opposite well, on this question? That. How about we go opposite on on this question and uh, guys who we think are going to take the next step? Uh, who was close? I can't think of it. Think of anybody that was close. Like you know, uh, uh, Clay Thompson showed flashes, but that's that's mm-hmm. still Steph's team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of hard for him to get to move past him because Steph is just at this moment a bonafide superstar. Yeah. So I, I I don't I don't know. I think that's a it's a good question. But when I think of who was on the brink of breaking out last year, but they just needed like that year under their belt. Who's that guy? Um. Well, this guy is already broken out, but this is just the captain obvious in me. Anthony Davis is going to take his game up even more. Um, this is, what, his third year, fourth year coming in now? Uh, fourth year. His first year coming out of uh, college during that summer and when during his draft year, uh, everyone was saying, you know, it's going to be a, a work in progress for his offense. The defense is going to be there. His offense is going to be a little lukewarm, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be here in spurts. But as of right now, he's going to need another three to four years, right? Then in his second year, dude starts taking steps to where we can see, okay, yes, he, he has a little bit of a jumper now. Third year, okay, he can kind of do a little fadeaway jumper. He can handle the ball too, okay. Now we're seeing in his fourth year, dude is getting 300 corner threes in practice, and he's making what, like 265 of them flat out, that guy is going to be a problem. Uh, hands down, he's 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 going to be the guy. I think Gordon Hayward, I think he's going to take another, another step to being a very good player in this league. And my mm-hmm. other one, I think Hayward with this team now, I think, he, I think he's finally going to get to the point where we could say, you know, maybe we could, you know, fringe top 15 player. That's like a fringe top 15. 15 kind of guy, and another guy who's going to take this step uh, will definitely be Blake. Those are my uh, three guys. Blake is going to take that step to where, you know, he doesn't have to be the clutch guy now, and he's going to be the person who can work on being a true transcendent power forward. They're not going to call on him in those moments this year to be, hey, yo, Blake, we need you to get a, a bucket. Now, just like, you know, people say they have Paul Pierce, 
and they have uh, CP, and they have other guys who can take you know the load off his shoulders, and he's going to be a transcendent power forward this year. So even even though he already is, I think his game is going to take another another step to where we can say his he's he has officially arrived as a player in this league. He's like ninety five percent there for me. He just needs that other five percent, and he's a complete player. Let me ask you. See, guys, I don't know if Hayward. Okay, go ahead. I was gonna say, um, go go ahead, Ken. Finish up your point. Just come back to me. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was just gonna go ahead. You you good? All right. Uh, what do you guys think about Jimmy Butler? Does he get better? Does he stay the same, or does he? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Because I think that he is one of those guys. Yeah, he's one of those guys that he's obviously progressed every single year. Does he plateau? Does he does he get better, or does does he take a step back? I think this is like the telling year, especially after signing that deal. Right, and I think. That's a good but, then, then, but then we say too, like I think with him signing that deal, now you think that that the uh, Bulls' offense, he's going to be like the number one guy to go through the offense. You think? Mm-hmm. So you think that's going to give him a shot to kind of step up and and. You know, either. I think so. But but you know what? I, I, look, watching summer league told me nothing about what Fred Hoiberg wants to do offensively. So I, like for me, I, I just I have to see them in preseason. But as a coach, I would definitely go through Butler first, and I would go through Devo second. That's just me, uh, just because I think where they are physically in their careers. That's smart. But I, I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. I have to. I actually have to watch that, man because I don't know what Fred Horberg actually brings to the table at all. There's so many it question marks for like, Chicago. Go, yeah, go ahead, Ken. Go ahead. No, it, it seems like Butler can go another step, maybe not a lot, but just a little, to kind of just, mm-hmm. just put him, like, right there in, in, in the superstar conversations, because he's had he had moments. You know, last year, and it seems like, but but I think that Derrick Rose is going to get in the way. And if they do hmm. do it the way you're recommending, FIFO, I think Butler can take that next step. Because I, I think he's he's close. I don't think he has to do much um, because he's worked on his game so much. He 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 pretty much damn near has the all around game now. Um, so now, you know, what what can he really improve? to significantly take him to the next level outside of marketing and branding. But I think he has – he could just take uh, just a little bit, and I think he'll be right there because people are definitely paying attention because Derrick Rose was out of the way. But I think now that Derrick Rose is back, I think Derrick Rose could interfere in his ability to take that next step uh, to the next level. Let me ask you this, people, uh, so I can gauge my answer. Um, if you were starting a team and you need to – I think they're both small forwards. And you and you need a small forward, Kawhi or Jimmy. I think Jimmy's really a two guard that can play three. So I, I don't want to compare those two guys. But yeah, yeah. if you're talking just defensively, I think I think Kawhi has things you can't teach. J- Jimmy's just super tough and he's athletic. Um, he has quick feet. You know, he's the prototypical defender. He's like Tony Allen. You know what I'm saying? Like like he's just fundamentally sound defensively, but Kawhi is that plus he has super long or super big hands, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and he can move, man. He, so, so he has certain things that you cannot teach. So 
I would take Kawhi just because of that. Yeah, and that's why that's why it's you know, Chicago has so many question marks, man. They have so many question marks this upcoming season because Powell is another year older. Joe Kim looked like let's just be honest, Joe Kim looked terrible last year, man. Those injuries really started to weigh on him. Uh D Rose, that's always uh what if with him, like, well, okay, maybe if he's healthy, we can do something. We have to see. And that's why that I, – I don't know, man. Like, Jimmy, he's such a good player. I see him on both ends of the court. He puts in work. But if he has to carry too much of the load, he's going to be D-Rose, man. He's he's, he's going to be – the ball's going to be in his hands like 85% of the time. And we all saw in that 2011 season – the ball was in D. Rose's hand. I think it was like literally seventy-three percent of the time of the basketball court, and that's no way to share your touches with your teammates because that's just going to lead to injury or it's just going to lead to inefficiency. So Jimmy has to get in the room, the film room with his coach Hoiberg, and they need to break down a way to get him his touches to be the first option while still setting up those easy looks for D. Rose and still letting. Powell and Joe Kim eat in, inside, and you can't forget about uh you know the bench. They have to utilize the bench because that's that's something that Tom Thibodeau never could do is utilize his bench while getting his big eaters. I like to call them the centers. What they had, and it's just like we have to see where Jimmy goes, and it's only because of Horberg. Horberg and Jimmy have to be like this for them to work out because that that relationship has to start off good. Otherwise, it's over because we all heard about that D Rose and a supposed Butler beef, right? And if that doesn't go well, then the whole team is sunk because then you have your two biggest options, your two best players at odds, thinking that they deserve more more touches. And if the ball isn't flowing equally, well, we gonna hear about it. So Jimmy's very interesting. I think he can get a little bit better. It just depends on Fred Hoiberg. Hello? Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I thought FIFA was coming back. <laughs> all right, all right, oh, cool. Nope. Um, I agree with him. So last week, I think it was last week, uh, Josh Josh Smith signed FIFA, uh, uh, BZ's favorite player out of Detroit. Um, uh, very funny. The Clippers. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys make of the Clippers now? Like, like they, if you look at their roster, they got DeAndre Jordan back, and I, I think he might have a breakout season next year if he work on his free throw shooting. If he if he can hit hit close to seventy percent, he might do some things. But anyway, they br- they bring back Jordan, who we all felt we all felt that they needed to do that, and then they got they have Lance Stevenson, they signed Josh Smith. And they're bringing Rivers back. Like, are they legit now? Because if you look at that rock, they were we we thought they were going to get there last year, but now when you when you put them up against Golden State, they have depth, and now they have a bench. Are they legit title contenders? Hell yeah, them boys ready. Them boys ready, man. Them boys ready. They 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 match up with anybody. My only question mark for that team is backup center. But the way that the NBA is going, you can play Blake and Josh. You can play Josh and DeAndre. 
You can play DeAndre and Josh. So I, I like it, man. I, I like that move. I like um, the Lance Stevenson move. Because if you can't play, look, there's certain coaches that if you can't play for, you know what, you don't belong in the NBA. Popovich is one, Doc is another. You can't play for those guys, guess what? We probably can't hoop. It just it is what it is. So and he's playing he's playing for Doc now. They have shoot they have everything. I've been saying for the longest. The Clippers biggest weakness was a perimeter guy that can create his own shot, be able to athletically compete with other superior athletic wings in the NBA. And, and and take some pressure off of Chris Paul having to create all the time. They got that with Lance. That's what he was supposed to do in Charlotte. Don't know what happened. But, again, like I said, he's under dot. There's no excuses now. You got a ball or you're out the league. I feel the same way. Yeah. I feel kind of the same way with Josh Smith. It's like, dude, Josh, if, if Doc Rivers can get Josh Smith to not chuck up all them damn threes and everything, but he bought in Houston, though, B. Did he not? I mean, I mean, I think he can ball better with better coaching. He gonna, he's going to be under a better coach now. So, oh, I don't, so I don't, I'm just saying I he was hitting them threes in Houston. He didn't have a defined I mean, role in, in uh, Houston. That's why he's right, he did. And, and I think I think Doc Rivers can give him that defined role. I, I mean, I think he's a good enough coach to do that. But yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm still not comfortable with Josh Smith shooting threes, like. He's shooting them things like he's Stephen Curry. Like, dude, you, you, your jumper is not that butter. Like, stop. He had his better games when he when he attacked the basket. He's always you know, he's always been that way. You know what though? The Clippers, man. The Clippers. I'm sorry. Were you going to say something? No, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. All right. So the Clippers right now, to me, it's a four horse race in the West. It is San Antonio, Golden State, the Clippers. And Houston a little far behind. Those four teams are right there. And the Clippers roster as it stands, and I think the backup center, they're probably gonna re sign Glenn Davis for the vet. They got they've acquired Paul Pierce, Lance, uh, Josh Smith, they re signed Rivers, re signed Jordan, and they also got two friends guys who you know, Doc usually makes very curious moves that a lot of people kind of raise the eyebrow at. But when he was at Boston, you know, everyone was like, "You really gonna sign these two guys?" Okay, Rasheed, all right, Rasheed, all right, Rasheed Wallace, okay. And then guess what happens? He goes in and has an amazing year for them and is a great bench piece. So the two guys that I'm talking about, and I completely understand if everyone was like, "Yeah, this is that's not gonna happen this time," but Wesley Matt, Wesley Johnson. And uh, Pablo Prigioni also signed. I'm not saying that they're going to be, you know, like the make or break pieces. I'm not putting them up like that. But just adding that depth of Leslie Johnson, who everyone still, you know, thinks is trash. I, I really don't think he's a bad player, man. He just had he played for, for the Timberwolves and he played for Byron Scott. It's not that, not that hard to be bad on those teams. And then you have Prigioni, who Prigioni. And uh, Josh Smith, they sent you out of the playoffs last year. So you add two guys who took you out, along with Lance and a closer on Paul Pierce. Do you realize Paul Pierce would not let have – he wouldn't have let that Houston collapse happen. He wouldn't have let it happen. He would have said to everybody, yo, we need to get in gear right now because we're about to lose 
And if we go to Houston, I don't know if we can make it out. Paul Pierce is that kind of guy. He is a closer. And as it stands right now, I love where they're at. I love it. I don't know who's going to start uh, Lance or uh, J.J. I think I think they play two different positions. But Lance, he plays small forward sometimes. And he plays shooting guard. He's kind of, a, you know, but the way the NBA is going, there's no positions. So, as of right now, I'm loving the way they're at. And if Lance can't play with Doc, he's nuclear to every he's done. NBA team. He's yeah, done. He's done. He's done. But I love it. I love all the moves that they made, especially Rivers. Can you imagine that, that bench? That bench of, let's just say, Rivers, Lance, Josh, and, you know, put in the starter, Blake. That that second unit could play in the East and probably get a top top seven seed, top six seed. I'm, I'm loving the moves. I'm loving it. McDonald's logo. I'm loving it, man. <laughs> I um so I was on a Grantland and and I was looking at their top one hundred list. So they have uh Aaron Rodgers is number one, Andrew Luck is the second, JJ Watt third, and Tom Brady four. Who who's fifth? Who's fifth? I'll give you guys the top five. Uh Peyton Manning. Um but but the thing that stood out to me <laughs> Is that they had Adrian Peterson uh, at at fifty eight? Now I know he missed last year, but damn man, like fifty eight—that seems far to me. And and this list is compiled of guards and tackles and all the other stuff, so that may have pushed him down a little bit. But do you? What do you guys think? You as we near football season, do you think Adrian Peterson will be able to bounce back? And have a a stellar year like he did the year before and the year before that, or or will he decline? With did did last mm-hmm. year hurt him at all? No, no. If anything, no. Nope. I think it not, didn't. I think it helped, it helped him. him. I think it helped yep. him. Yeah, helped him. Like dog, it gave him. It's like when Mike Vick went to jail. Like that's just like years of your body in rest. You know what I'm saying? And you come out and you fresh, man. Like give. It's like you've you know been in a spa for you know a certain amount of time, so away from the activity, at, you know, at obviously a bad cost, you know, the whole uh, the situation with his son, uh, AP man, he's gonna be, I think he'll be a top fifteen player at least, at least, at least top fifteen most valuable players in the NFL, and just off my personal opinion, I think he'll be top ten. Uh, because now you have Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater looks like the real deal. He looks like he can be a game manager, cut from the same cloth of, you know, or Russell Wilson, can make plays. I love it. They have running backs also behind AP that can give him rest. I forget the dude's names, but it doesn't matter. They got Mike Wallace now on the outside. That's a deep threat can open up the run game. Like, I'm loving what the Vikings are doing. And AP, hell yeah, he's going to be top, top 15 at least, man, at least. It helped him. He's gonna be great this year. Mm, okay. Uh, man, we got some calls. I guess I'll take a caller. I guess they're in the queue here. We're, we're about to find out. Uh, let's see here. Hey, uh, number five oh eight. You're online with Dead End Sports. What's your name and where are you calling from? What up, Cam? What up, Q? What up, BZ? What up, FIFO? Oh, what's good? Hey, what's going on? What's going on, man? <laughs> 
Yeah, it's Ryan, man. What's he, hey, what's you got? Oh, did you guys hear about that Troy Tulowitzki trade at Toronto? That who? What? Yeah, I saw Troy, it. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki. He's a shortstop. B. Oh, oh, oh I, no, I didn't hear about it. I, didn't hear about I thought he said Dirk Nowitzki. I said, what? <laughs> that's, what I thought, that's what I thought he said for a second, too. I'm like, what? what? Excuse me? No, no, no. Troy Tula Rockies to okay. the Blue Jays. Oh, okay. Okay, okay yeah. I, you know what? I, I was just, I'm was i expecting teams to be willing to do that because they're talking about um, Tigers might be trading up uh, Price. So I'm like, that's kind of stupid. Why would you want to trade off? Yeah, I don't know. They're trying to free up something. I don't know what the hell. They're like, they're like. I just heard the. I heard they they switched their 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 stance on it though. Like before, I heard they might sell, but now they after the Red Sox matchup that they might be yeah. trying to buy. Yeah, <laughs> they better. But yeah, I, I'm not I'm not surprised. But this is going to be. I'm pretty sure more teams going to be willing to deal in because now which we call it. Um, the San Francisco Giants. Remember they all counted them out this year, and now they won. I think they last eleven out of their twelve games. So, you know, teams about to start willing to deal and going into this trade deadline this Friday because the MLB this trade deadline is Friday. So, yeah, that, oh, that's the whole Hamill trade, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, all my Phillies, man, you know, like just pitched a no-hitter. We got our fifth straight win, and we trying to rob some teams for Cole Hamill. The boy, the boy is good, though. I like him. Uh, I think we're going to trade him. Yeah, he's nice, man. Like, we got a no-hitter. I think it was the first no-hitter the Cubs had since, like, 1930 or something. It was crazy. So, yeah, Cole Hamill's going to be nice for whoever picks him people, up. People don't realize how hard it is to get a freaking no-hitter. Like, that mm-hmm. shit is yeah. tough, man. People, like, people think, like, oh, yeah, no-hitter, yeah, whatever. Like, if you play baseball or no, like, you, that is tough, man. A no-hitter yeah. is freaking tough. There's just certain no sports that you can only appreciate if you play them. If you watch yeah. them, you can think that the right. boring, though. Oh, I think like, that's what it is, yeah. I mean, me, my, me playing baseball, I'm like, dude, pitching a no-hitter is freaking impressive, dude. That's that's freaking impressive. <laughs> Hell yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> you know, I I think the thing that was um, – I, I was surprised that they traded him for Jose Reyes because, you know, oh my I, God. man, Jose, yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, no disrespect to Jose, Jose because yeah, a little he bit, had, he little had bit. some great years. Yeah, I mean, but he has he had he fell year, off. You know, he fell he off in, in New York. He's been around for a while, you know. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know, and I know they got three minor league pitchers in the deal. I don't know who they are, so I don't know how good they are. Um, one of them, yeah, it just seemed like mm-hmm. one of them is that they had for a closer. I had him for my fantasy, but then I dropped him because he just couldn't handle it. But that's their best like shot to get a good closer for Colorado since Axford's just blowing slaves left and left, right? But yeah, but they they still they got an okay trade, but no one saw that coming. Are you a Sox fan? No. You a I'm Red Sox fan? Ryan? Ryan? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's right. Yeah, I how'd mean, you feel how do you feel about Vic, man? His a uh, tearful goodbye. <laughs> Yo, I I watched the game and then I saw it afterwards. I was shocked. Like I I had no idea he was that emotionally moved. Like I I actually got a little caught up myself. I was like, damn, you got caught and up yourself. 
Yeah, this is like they replayed the whole thing from the 2013 World Series where the whole stadium singing Three Little Birds and how much it meant to when he hit the clutch grand slam. And I was like, oh, shit, I remember that. I was like, oh, and he, just, he was like literally tearing up because he just didn't want to go. I was just like, damn, man, dig shit. I was like hoping he'd get traded. And then I saw it. I was like, well, shit. I fell a little bad. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Great player. Yeah, like he he's clutch. Like when he's good, he 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 can get the clutch hits when it counts the most. He'll be good for the Angels in the postseason to have a veteran presence. But he he just there's too there's too many outfielders. Just way too many. But it's a done season oh, for the rest of the time. They need to build for next year. Did any of you guys, um, I, I know B may have. Um, I don't know how much people followed him, but he may have. Uh, Pedro Martinez, man. Um, you know, they, um, <laughs> you know, retired retire his number, but he was, man, this dude, man, if, if, you, if you didn't get a chance to see him pitch, Oh boy, he he would light you up. Yep, and, yeah, buddy. And this guy was a straight up monster, man. And he actually, because when I, when I this is when I really got got into baseball because I was I was working uh, in sports. I was in, you know, I've been at the news department and I was at a news station out that, and then I started working in the sports department. So we had to cover everything, and I had to go out and shoot this, that, and the other. And and the guy that that was there, they were big baseball fans. So he said, "I have to become knowledgeable of the sport, like intimate knowledge of the sport." And I became obsessed. Mm-hmm. And and Pedro mm-hmm. became one of those guys mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that I just I just fell in love with, man. Because he you know he had the he was funny, he had the little arrogance, but he would yep. mold you little down. arrogance. Pedro was that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you say you say little arrogance, man. Pedro had all the arrogance in the world. Pedro would step on your neck and be like, "Come on, buddy, get up!" Right. A little like, yeah, he he was. That's, a under, that's an understatement right there. <laughs> little arrogant. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, you know, you know. But you know, he 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 he, he was a, a bad bit. boy, man. And and you know what? I think um and you know I, I think I want to talk about this in depth at some point. But we're we're missing guys like that. You know, yep. I, I think yep. in 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 baseball, you know, oh, those yeah, personalities. Where are those Most bright personalities? Most definitely. You know, and, I think that's what, I think that's what baseball is suffering. Yeah, baseball is suffering in that right now. I think. Because baseball is just looking for the next guy. Like you know what I'm saying? Like when you look at when you look at NFL, you look at NBA. I mean, you even might look at you know. Uh, Patrick Kane in the in NHL, man, they have personalities and that things that are associated with their sports. You know, in baseball, you really have to be an ESPN head or you have to be a baseball fanatic to know about the bum garners of the world and, you know, those yeah. type of guys. It's really hard because, you know, the seasons for NBA and NFL, even when they're off, they're on. They have shows dedicated to them mm-hmm. all the time. And the ratings for you know MLB Live on ESPN is worse than hockey, so it's like A Rod is on the way out. Jeter's already gone. Ryan Howard hurts me. The boy is done. You know, it's just like those type yeah. of guys are no longer, and it's breaking a trend for the MLB because now you see they're bringing these guys up at eighteen now. 
they're following the NBA's, you know, uh, model now. You know how back in the day when NBA players got drafted, they were like 22, 21 years old. Now they're 18, 19, some, some guys even 17 going in the, in the draft night. So it's like you see they're bringing these guys up now searching for the next one. And they have to get their marketing up because they have some good guys who just need that platform. All they Shit, need Mark, is another thing Mike, Mike Trout. Mike Trout is yeah, Mike Trout the, the closest thing. Yeah, and they, they, exactly. they don't like like Q said though, but they they do a horrible job. They should they should market him more because he's yeah. like he's really one of the like the best players best you know, yep. players out right now. And it's like you're not mm-hmm. marketing this dude. Like he should be very marketable for and, MLB. And and Bryce Between Harper, him. don't forget about him. Yeah, and yeah. him and Bryce Harper. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was about to say that. But how old is Harper though? I know Charlie Young as hell. <laughs> but Charlie just turning twenty three. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think Harper's that young. So, oh, yeah. And what about that uh, boy on the Mets? He, he, the he's been getting oh, Yeah. Oh, the Dark Knight. Everybody keeps calling him the Dark Knight or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's nice. That boy is nice, but no one knows about him. The thing is, nope. MLB needs to find merchandise that they can sell. NBA, NFL have, have found people who can put their name, put their face to a certain type of clothing or merchandise, and they sell it. Basketball sneakers, fine headbands, helmets, yeah. that type of stuff. In, in my opinion, they need to start marketing baseball jerseys because, in my opinion, baseball jerseys are the best jerseys to wear, the most stylish. Yeah. You can wear them with anything. So then they need to start putting their names on these people and saying, yo, this is, these are our guys. Because the NBA has Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. They have these guys. NFL, Le'Veon Bell, and you know, so many other guys, you know, ODB and all those guys. And MLB doesn't really have these, you know, their arms around, hey, this is Bumgarner, this is the Dark Knight, everyone should love them. They just, you know, kind of let them, yeah, this is this is a, a fanatic sport, and if you want to be over here with, with us, you're welcome, we're, but we're not going to, you know, go campaign. And that has to right. change because MLB is suffering. They're suffering bad. Hey, um, hey, Ryan. So, so I saw saw your tweets. Um, what yeah. what are your thoughts on um, on on Brady before we let you get out of here on on this whole situation that that just came out today? Before I do, before I do, we're gonna have that conversation about Bill Russell Q. Oh yeah, but, yeah we're gonna have that conversation very very soon. Very very. But soon. uh, but but uh, Brady, I just I'm so tired of it. Just like you guys, I'm yeah, just thank tired you. of it. Yep, yeah, yeah, I thank you. You feel my pain, man. You feel my pain. Yeah, it's just like I, I every time on first take, like just I just watch first take just for the last because I've been on, I've been just binging on for like the hilarious moments. They take the first 15 minutes, the longest topic, and it was just all the flake it the whole time. I just tuned out. I was like, I'm done. I can't. I can't even go on with this anymore. Just I, 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 I just know. I, it's, it's been drawn out to, like, the most melodramatic thing ever. Like, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to anymore. It's just I, I, I can't enjoy the upcoming season. Cause I, I did a mock, mock draft last night just to prepare for fantasy football, just for the hell of it. Yeah. And then I hear that come on, like, come on. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, it, my mom said the funniest thing. My mom said the funniest thing. She said, you know, baby, we we talking more about these deflated footballs than that other Patriot who killed somebody. And I and I thought about it, and that's yeah, that has, like <laughs> they're talking more about these yeah. deflated footballs than ESPN yeah. ever covered 
Oh my God! Yes. They're, they're doing it more than they're doing Greg Hardy. It's doing more than Greg Hardy. Exactly. It's just ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Dope. Mm. All right. Well, yeah. I just wanted to see what you thought about it, but yeah, I think we're all at this point uh, worn down. But I'm definitely tuning in the first take tomorrow because I got to hear what Skip has to say about this damn. Oh, oh man! <laughs> Here's what I can tell you. Here, I'm gonna tell you what he's gonna say. He's gonna fight at the court. He's gonna take it to court. He's gonna fight it to the legal desk, and he's gonna try and go what the legal team tells him to do. And he's a bad man. Is gonna try to get himself removed from the suspension, something like that. It's gonna be a nice 15, 20 minutes, and you're just gonna be like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, you, really you, you got it. <laughs> but Steven A's is going to go back and forth. Like, but he didn't cooperate. That's why they're doing it. He didn't cooperate. And it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's, it's reiterated so many times <laughs> to move on. Talk about something. I wanted to talk about the Lewitsky trade. That was more interesting to me. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, let me go ahead and get this other call, man. Appreciate you calling. All right. You stop disrespecting Bill Russell. I ain't even starting <laughs> very, very soon. I want to get my Stephen A. on you for that. The audacity, the temerity, the unmitigated call, the disgust statement. <laughs> I, 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 I just may have to set that up, man. Q, Q versus, versus Ryan, the, the Bill Russell battle, you know, <laughs> let y'all just go at it for like 30 minutes, <laughs> you know, special dead in sports, dead in sports not special, too, man. <laughs> 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 yeah. all right, all right, all right, man, all right thanks guys, all right, let's see, hey, okay. let's get this other guy here, yeah, oh, well, he's gone, well, Hey, are we going to talk about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about this Galette dude, man. We got to. I know y'all heard about this. All right, let me... No, I haven't, but let me get this other guy. I want to I wanna, I wanna go over this. You know, so... Hey, man, we... we you know, uh, we, we can get into that. I, I have no idea what you're talking about, but... Um, but we'll talk I got you. And uh, let me get this... Hilarious. Yeah, let me get this other guy, Hilarious. and then there's about one or two more things that I want to want to get into that I thought was interesting. And uh, I guess we we have like 40 minutes. We'll call it a day. Um, a night, I should say. Uh, Dead in Sports, you're online, 773. What's your name and uh, where are you calling from? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jockman. Jockman. Hey, what's going what's on, Jockman? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, you guys are talking about, like, baseball, like, having trouble, like, uh, marketing their sport, and I completely agree with you. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, and this is, like, not just Houston. This is like everyone. This is Fox, MLB Network. They can't stay away from the Yankees and the Red Sox. And uh, like every like every time they meet up, it's guaranteed to be uh, all their games are going to be broadcast on national TV. And it's snubbing out yeah, snubbing out Trout, snubbing out Harper, Matt Harvey, all those guys. And it's very frustrating to see that. Um, yeah, that's. And the Red Sox are terrible this year. They're still getting plenty of. They're getting more uh, time fight games than ever. It seems like. You know the funny thing about the Red Sox is that uh, there have been times where they came out the gate slow and then they just turned it around. 
And and I keep waiting for that to happen, but I don't think it's just going to happen this year. I think they are just really that bad. It can't with that pity staff. It's terrible, especially with Buckles out now. It's just terrible. Yeah. Yeah, because um, he, he had turned it around, man. And he was he was having a pretty good, good stretch, but this Kelly guy, this this uh, Wally uh, Wally and Molly guy, they they just can't they just can't get anybody out, you know. And it's uh it's, it's you know it's kind of sad, but you're right. I think because they are the Red Sox, and you know they're gonna get that attention when you know you you got these other small ball smaller markets that are just killing the game right now. You know, and um, you know, the, I mean, look, everybody thought the Royals, the Royals were were gonna fall off, and 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 they're they're winning. They're sixty one. Let's see, what are their records? Sixty one and thirty eight. The only time you really talked about them when they were fighting everybody, <laughs> and that was early in the season. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> are you a White Sox or a Cubs fan, Jock? I'm a Cubs fan. Yeah. Cubs fan. How'd you feel about that no hitter? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting to watch. You didn't care I about it? it? I I watched it. I never thought it would happen. I never thought that the Cubs actually get no hit. I felt like that was the one thing that maybe couldn't happen to them because no matter how bad they've been for the past like fifty years since it happened, they never got no hit. MLB, you know, MLB man. MLB is just such an uh, – they're stuck in what the NBA was stuck in probably before 2000. They're stuck in the manner of here are our big markets, New York, Boston, L.A., and we need everyone to watch these games. But then somewhere down the line, the NBA smartened up, and they realized that the distribution of, of talent between all teams makes for a better league makes for better leagues in the MLB if they were to do with that system and let it be they need in my opinion MLB needs certain cap restrictions. I'm not talking about like ones for the NFL cuz that's just way too much you couldn't sign anybody. But to be the ability to sign an entire team and win because you have the most money, that model has always been out of date and the Yankees have gotten of uh, They've gotten by on that for so many years. Their entire history is built on money, and a lot of you know, uh, a lot of the uh, teams are built on money, and a lot of the teams are built with money. And it needs to be more of a draft-based kind of system. And it, they just need to give the smaller teams a look because they're doing better than the big market teams, they're doing way better. Actually, marginally, their their games are selling out more than a lot of the big market teams. Over you know the entire year. It's true. It's only, it's it's a really complicated thing right now with you know being that I feel like, and uh, yeah, with all the attendance and all that, it's a really sticky subject with that. I feel like. Yeah. You think you guys are gonna get in the playoffs? I know it's early, but you're hanging um, you're hanging around. They need to – their offense needs to turn around badly. And uh, I think they can do that. They have the talent to do that. It depends how the Giants – their Cubs and the Giants, I feel like, are the two teams that are competing for that wild card spot. And uh, there's still seven games to play between those two teams. So that's probably going to determine how that wild card shapes out with how that matchup goes. 
Rizzo has to start hitting. Yeah. Ryan hit a walk-off yesterday. I was They needed that win so badly. I like Brian, man. I think he could be the next guy for for the, for the Cubs. I think he he could be a star. I love walk-off yeah. homers. You love what? I said I love walk-off homers. Those things, those are so awesome. It's like hitting that. It's like hitting <laughs> that game winning. It's like hitting that game winning shot with, with you know with no with no time left. You just hit that walk off homer, and just to see like the look on the pitcher's face after they just after they throw it in that batter just smacks it, and then just the, the disappointment on their face, and then just to see the team celebrate as the guy coming running home. I don't know, I love walk off homers. Yeah, the dog like, like the dog pound in the middle of the field and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, man, I love walk off homers. And I love seeing them. Especially, especially like the, live. Yeah, I, I like the pictures that that I, I like the pictures that that know they just gave it up but don't want to look and acknowledge yep. it just yep. happened. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I love it. That's why I love walk off homers, man. I love it. Yeah, oh, oh man. man. All right. Anything else for? Hey, um, anything else for us, uh, Jockman? Um. Uh, quickly on the uh, Tulo Whiskey trade, uh, yeah, that was a huge shock because I didn't think the, J- the Blue Jays would be a team that trades for him because they do not. They're already like the best offensive team, and what's holding the back right now is just pitching. So that was a bit of a surprise that they would trade for Tulo Whiskey. Also, the one thing they're also lacking is uh, left-handed hitters. So again, another righty on the team. It's kind of a weird trade for me, but I mean, if you can mm-hmm. score. If they can score 20 runs and only give 19, and they win the game. So, you know, it'll work out. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. Again, like I was telling uh, Ryan, I was just I was surprised it was Jose Reyes. Um, but, I mean, I know they got some pictures in the deal, but, I, I mean, was, you know, that, I don't think that's an equal trade. <laughs> you know, Their GM is uh, where Jose is at. Yeah. He, he so. could get fired if they don't make the playoffs this year. Damn. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happened with that. So, all right, man. Well, we appreciate you calling in. All right, you guys have a good week. All right, you too. All right, you too. Peace. Peace. Hey, um, yeah, I, I definitely want to get uh, we, we're gonna come back to this story because I want to, <laughs> I want to see if uh, people heard about this. But go ahead and uh, tell us about this. Go go let story you hey, good luck, sir. You? All right, man. Let me tell you about this. So, so Junior Gallet is, I think he's a defensive end or defensive player. Let's just say a defensive line player for the New Orleans Saints. He was their highest paid defensive player, and they just cut him this last, uh, I think it was Thursday? Yeah, last, last Thursday. And Gallet went to his Twitter account, and he, you know, he said, I really appreciate everything that the uh, New Orleans Saints have done for, for me. I still love the fans, and uh, hopefully we can reunite later on in my NFL career. Cause I think the dude's like, he's in his late 20s or something. But apparently all love was lost when he realized that part of his contract wasn't guaranteed, and he had to go to his girlfriend's Twitter account, and he aired out everyone. He aired everyone out. So let's start with these tweets. He says, to Ahmad Brooks, 
my Brooks isn't half the pass rusher my man is. What do y'all think he will do? Okay. Then you think, okay, that's not that bad. Then he he adds the Saints and he adds Sean Payton. He says, fuck Sean Payton. Who will replace Jr. Jimmy Stills, Lofton, Grubbs, production? LOL, y'all got worse. Okay, it's not that bad. It's still bad, but all right. Then he goes on again at the Saints. F y'all, man. My man just got a one-year $20 million deal, dumbass. Who's going to replace him? No need Spence. F out of here. We'll see y'all twice a year. All right? Then he goes on to tweet a fan. He said, you are dumb as fuck. You were clearly running up the field. His momentum used against him. Anyone who knows football is that. But that's not even the worst part. You know, just going at random fans is cool and cool. But when he starts to go with the coach, he goes at Sean Payton and he he talks about how, okay, tell me this, at Sean Payton, tell me this, how are we a team in New Orleans but we're stationed for practices in West Virginia? Let me tell you why. Because your skink whore girlfriend lives in West Virginia. This man wowed all the way out. He said, I will be shocked if the Saints win more than six games next year. Sean will get fired making emotional decisions. Hashtag you not parcels, never will be. Hashtag why don't you tell them, uh, I'm sorry, hashtag you not parcels, Ed Sean Payton. Why don't you tell them about you showing up to team meetings drunk instead of saying leadership? You are the leader, you idiot. My dude wouldn't lie about that. Sean, a Molly abuser, hashtag drunk, hooked on prescription pills, hashtag Percocet abuser. So, like this man went all the way in on his entire team, talked about Drew Brees is not Drew Brees from 06 anymore. He's done. He's too short. There are literally like probably, I think it was like 40-some tweets that he was tweeting from his girlfriend's account. It was ridiculous. So the question is, well, first of all, we all know he's wrong, but are you going to take someone like this on your team after he just went out and aired everyone's dirty laundry? I could send y'all an article because this is just – there's like literally hundreds of tweets. He 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 was going on – he was going out on Jimmy Graham. He was called Jimmy Graham a pussy. He doesn't even block, say my name. You know, Jimmy always talking shit about me. Like, this – he was going in on everyone. So, does this – Twitter rant, first and foremost, tells you all that athletes need to keep their, you know, opinions to themselves. But if you're a team, would, would, would you even take a chance on Galette after seeing how unprofessionally he reacted? I'm going to start with Ken on this one, bro, because that was just. No, hell no. Because cause, let me tell you something. I, I don't need you all up in my business, and then you get upset or you go to another team and you you airing my stuff out. Not saying that I would be doing anything, but I'm just saying. So you, you need players around you that you feel that you can trust. And when you see what this guy did to his ex-teammates and you bring him within that organization, how do you feel like you can line up with this guy and go to war with him? You you don't. Or and, and or you just you stay isolated and you don't build any camaraderie with him. But that that may not stop him from building friendships with other people and him getting the dirt on you as well. You don't need this type of, of venomous uh, attitude in, in your organization. 
you know, it's just kind of the same thing that happened with uh, with 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 Martin and and um and and the other guy, the crazy guy. You know, you, you need yeah, people that that you yeah, like you you need people that you feel like you can line up and go to battle with. And as soon as you get on this guy's bad side, he's taking the Twitter and he's airing you out. Nah, man, you you can stay where you at. I would rescind my contract offer if I was them. I never even heard of this guy. I don't even know how good he is anyway. He was he was their best defensive player last year, but they cut him because of off the field issues. And another thing, we all know uh, Will Smith, not the actor, but the Will Smith defensive lineman for the Saints, right? Apparently, him and Jonathan Velma, they all like, tweeted out this gif, and it's like, and now here comes the part where we all laugh. Then Galek comes out of left field, and he says, "At I Will Smith." Your wife is a whore. That's why you beat her in public, you fat fuck. Get the fuck out of here. And then Will Smith Damn. responds. He's like, "How? Who? Who? Who is this? Is this Junior?" And then out of nowhere, the Twitter just gets deleted because that's where everyone alluded to. No shit, that was Junior tweeting this. That's not his girlfriend. Damn. What about you, B man? That's this shit is crazy. Do I think it's unprofessional? Do you one? Do you think it's unprofessional? And two, if you're another team, would you even take a chance on someone like this? Uh, no, because you know, here I know I'm signing old, but like, do you really gotta put your stuff out on social media like you're some damn female? Like, whatever just happens, yeah, just talking to the dude face to face or calling him or whatever, man. It's the same thing I said about this whole um. About uh, what, what's that yeah, yeah. It's like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, stop, stop, stop going the female route and just going all out on social media and, and and like you said, airing out dirty laundry all on social media. If I, if, I mean, if I'm a, if I'm an owner, why, 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 why would I want to trust this guy to be, you know, a part of my franchise where he might air out some dirty stuff on social media? You know, I mean, no, I wouldn't. And it was very unprofessional. Very unprofessional. It was very bitch like. My exact thoughts, bro. This shit was crazy when I was reading this. Like, just, like, for, for, for one, man, it just shows you the, like, it shows you the time that we live in where any person who's uneducated comes off like a straight-up dickhead can go on a website and blast people and give opinions on things that don't even concern him. So it's like you got cut because, you you know, you've had, I think you had a DUI and you had a couple a domestic violence is- issues or whatever. I could be mistaken on the domestic violence, but I know certainly had a DUI. And the Saints say, all right, man, that's enough. We already had these problems with you, plus you're overpaid and you need to go. Then, you know, he goes on to do, uh, okay, I love the fans, thanks and thanks. But then he realizes that his money's not right. So then him and right. his girlfriend or whatever, his, uh, yeah, I think it was just him, honestly, because there are some tweets that are literally too other other girls and like, hey girl, what's so what's so what you doing? So it makes us think that she was on the account, but she didn't know while he's on the account blasting people. So you go, you know, not only do you hide behind your girlfriend's Twitter account, but then you go on to talk about how your coach is a Percocet abuser, Jimmy Graham's a bitch, and uh, fuck Sean Fajita and all those guys. Like that is just like un- the most unnecessary. That like it really puts in my mind the question of. What would happen if we gave a lot of these '80s football players and these '90s football players, man, what a 
Twitter account. What would happen if LT had a Twitter? What, what would happen if Michael Irvin had had Twitter? There, there would have been literally people would have, would have got shot, bro. Like, no, they didn't play no games. They didn't play no games. Them boys were still from the hood back then. It's still out now, but yeah, everybody's got yeah, a little bit of Man, I am so glad we didn't have social media when I was coming up in middle school, high school, man. Like, thank you, sweet baby Jesus. Cause ain't, ain't no telling how freaking uh, how freaking I wouldn't have cared. And I definitely didn't care either. So, man, I would have been off the chain on social media. If you I was, just would have came back to haunt you, bro. Man, if I if I had a Facebook or Twitter and when I was freaking 13 through the age of 13 through like 17, what? Man, I've been saying Right. Man, that was before I was going through through some things back then. I was going through some things. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's Man. just so bitch made to me, bro. This is so bitch made to me, and it's just it like is. it's just it is. it's just another it example of how athletes. Unless you're talking about things that really matter, stay out the social media. Don't nobody care. I I don't care to see what what you eating for, for breakfast, and I certainly don't care to hear other people's dirty laundry and calling people's wives whores. Because first and foremost, I'm I'm gonna meet you outside. If you got something to right. say about my wife, so it's like right. completely out of pocket, completely unprofessional, and I wouldn't take a chance with you. I would I would let dude just I would let dude just go, man. Just go, man. I don't need this type of stuff on my team because if if the other dude who bullied Jonathan Martin, uh, he got the stigma of bully against him, then this dude looks like a straight ass. Like, he just looks terrible. He looks terrible in the eyes of the media. And not a lot of people are talking about it because the things he said can't even really be repeated on TV, but he really went on to say these things. And it's yep. just absolutely ridiculous. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to let Ken get back Y'all to regular, regular schedule program. Okay, you just going to say that though. Oh, my bad, my bad. Viva, I didn't know you were there, bro. What's up, Viva? Yeah, man. <laughs> Damn, bro. How you going to forget FIFA, man? Man, I thought you was just, you know, off in FIFA world for a minute, but it was good. So what you think, man? Is this, is this one, unprofessional, and two, if you're a team, would you take a chance on this guy? Hell, motherfucker, no, I'm not taking no chance. <laughs> like, like, like I've always said, as an owner, man, these people are investments. And this investment, like, what what is he going to bring you? He No, he's going to bring an outside distraction. So, you know, sometimes you play your way out the league and sometimes you do other shit that gets you out the league and, and you're never going to come back, and he just did that. He, he, he There's no job for him. You know, there, nobody, no team, no GM, no owner is going to risk that type of locker room you know what I'm saying, melee, especially after you leave the team and you want to air. Like, come on, man, there's there's a code. You know what I'm saying? These guys are brothers. Everybody knows when you play on a team, these guys are close. You're close. You do everything together. And then for you to just – we don't even know how much of this stuff is true, but for you to just talk shit like that, man, come on, man, get the fuck out of here. Next. Next. He burned so many bridges too. Like people don't realize that. Like people, when when we're young, one thing that my that my mom always told me, she was like, as a man, you have a responsibility to yourself and to your further in, endeavors in business to not burn bridges. Don't make yourself look like an asshole. So, yeah, the Saints may have cut him now, but who's to say in twenty years Sean Payton's not owning the team and you need a job? Hey man, I could be a defensive line coach. Oh, right. well, my wife's a whore, right? So, no, I'm out. 
you can you can go back on the street. No, I'm I'm definitely done with you. Cause remember what you said 20 years ago? I'm a Percocet abuser, right? Okay, bye. That you like you burning bridges, and it's just so irresponsible how we see guys go on Twitter and make these type of things. Cause this isn't this isn't uncommon. We we've seen people do this type of shit on Twitter all the time, and that's why I say that if you're ever gonna go on these sites, you have to be conscious of what you're saying. And it's completely unprofessional. It's just completely unnecessary to say any of these things, especially when I don't even think most of these things are true. Like Sean Payton, a Percocet abuser dog, you couldn't function as an NFL coach and have the high level of success that he's had doing that type of shit. Like, that's just unnecessary. All right. So speaking of unnecessary, <laughs> let, let, so have you guys heard that they let – Colin Cowherd go, PSPN. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I heard about that. Yep. Yeah, I like this guy, man. Um, <laughs> Repo, did you hear what he said about the Dominican Republic? Repo. Repo there. Repo. You probably got him on mute. Yo, sorry, man. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. What happened? Hey, my, my phone was fucking up. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, did you hear about what Colin Cowherd said about um, baseball in the Dominican Republic? I did, and that's pretty much what got him the, the ouster. <laughs> yeah, um... You know, I didn't know he was he was let go, man, um, until uh, till actually tonight. Um, you know, during the show, I just found out, and and when when it broke, and he he's always said this, um, he's always said stuff like that, um, and uh, you know, it's funny that while he was there and under contract, they were cool with the things he was he was saying, you know, and now that he's he's no longer with them. You know, as soon as he says something, they want to take a stand. You know, and um, you know, it's, it's a little bit insulting, but um, to to everybody else that he's managed to insult, you know, over the years. But um, you know, it, it, it's interesting seeing what's going on with with ESPN, with with Colin Cowherd, basically just got Bill Simmons. fired. Bill Bill Simmons. Yeah, he he got a deal at HBO. Oh, Oberman. Um, yeah, they let him go, you know, and, you know, I, I read an article that saying that, you know, basically ESPN, which has a history of doing doing this, basically saying nothing is, is bigger than the brand. Like, we could take anybody and turn them in, into a star. And um, and they're, they're living up to that. But um, How, what did you guys think about what they're doing that? Said, though, man? I, have you heard of Colin Cowherd before he got to ESPN? Hell yeah. Nope. Skip Bayless? I didn't. Hell yeah. I've heard of Colin Coward, and you know the reason why? I'll call him Colin Coward because dude's a straight asshole. Like, he's been saying shit like this since fucking I was, like, six years old. So I remember being younger, obviously, than I was. In 2007, uh, Sean Taylor died. He got killed, uh, you know, in a home in- invasion. Right. Home invasion, yeah. Got, in, got the Redskins. Yeah, and the two motherfuckers who came out and wanted to talk shit about Sean Taylor and drag his name through the mud was Michael Wilbon and Colin Coward. Yeah. 
Colin Coward. Colin Coward said shit like, well, we don't really know. He had a history of DUI and, you know, shit that happened five years prior to what this happened. And then he said shit like this. He said, if I'm not, you know, correct me on this, please, if anyone can hear. Um, he said something to the effect of, just because you clean the rug doesn't mean that that you can get the stains out. So let's not act like Sean Taylor's judgment in two years went from being absolutely horrible to being great. And it's just like during the dude just died two two days ago, and you're just, and you're just already putting together this agenda of making it seem that hey maybe he kind of deserved to die, or maybe he it was it was his own right. fault that people that people he didn't even know ran up in his crib and killed him. That type of shit I never respected from Will Bond and Colin Coward, and that's why I don't hold them up in high regard as journalists because ESPN just lets any any dumbass get on and talk about sports that they know nothing about. So Colin Coward, I'm glad dude is gone. I never enjoyed his commentary. I never liked anything he had to say, anything about social issues. He was completely in the dark on everything. He was unprofessional in the way that he conducted himself on those issues. And I will never get over the fact that he alluded to the fact that Sean Taylor could have had something to do with his death, and they proved that he didn't. It was just a random act of violence. So, no, fuck Colin Coward, man. Yo, you tripping, B. Yo, you, yo, yo, don't be so damn disrespectful about Colin Coward. That man has the number one radio <laughs> show in America, man. Okay. Uh, so first, hey, 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 man. Hey, 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 hey. No respect. Look. Hey, 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 hey. No respect. Show some respect, man. Show some respect because Colin has been right about a lot of things. Like, like, like he's been wrong. No, nobody's a hundred percent, man. Nobody's a hundred percent. MJ is not a hundred percent. But Colin was right on a lot of things. And, and what he said about the Dominican Republic, when I heard it, you know, he he's always pushed the envelope. This what is did not he say, people? Either. He, he people, Wait, can we get preference on that? Wait, so what the hell is huh? Wait, so what did he say? I, I, got I didn't get it. Yeah, I, I got it. I'll that, read it real quick, and then I'll throw it. Oh, okay, okay, go ahead, people. Go ahead, go ahead, Ken. Yeah, yeah, basically what he said is too complex. I've never bought into that baseball is too complex. Really, a third of the sport is from the Dominican Republic. And, you know, the, the Dominican Republic has not been known in my lifetime as having world-class academic abilities. And I, I exactly. can't stop there. Because, yeah, exactly. Because, because that article that they posted stopped a little bit before, right, when you kind of paused. And when you say it like that, when you hear that, yes, that is very provocative. That is borderline racist. But when you hear him just in the following words, he clears it up saying that since when has the Dominican Republic been an educational power? They rank 122nd out of 131 countries in the world. So, so and he also made a great point in saying that baseball is one of the few sports baseball and basketball, that you can have a language barrier in play because it's such a field game. Can you do that in football? Can you really do – you can't do that in football. You can't have a wide receiver from France and a, and a quarterback from Germany. That's never going to work. Never, ever. Never. But in basketball and baseball, you can do that. And his point was just saying that – 
baseball is not too complex to understand that pretty much anybody can understand it. It does not take a rocket scientist because some of the best players in baseball come from a, 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 a place that education is not well regarded. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm I'm with FIFO um, in, in the sense that Colin Cowherd has been right about a lot of things when he's not talking about social issues. <laughs> you know, and I think that's where he he tends to get himself in trouble. And but it's because of those things that's how Fox is going to really start to make a lot of money because he's bringing that audience with him. He's bringing these articles that people are writing about him with him and all of this controversy with him. That's why Skip Bayless is popular because he says crazy things or Stephen A. Smith to get on there and, and, and say crazy things about women and get himself in trouble, you know? Um, but yeah, Colin, he does get a lot of things wrong when he tries to be deep and talk about social issues um, like like Sean Taylor, I, I think that was way out of line. A lot of people would probably agree with that, you know. And um, you know, just saying that, you know, uh, about the fathers, and you know, that's that's not absent in in Black American, you know, home African American homes, and and saying that Roger Goodell is a father figure to Black NFL players, which you probably don't want to say that because you kind of. Uh, <laughs> You know, you're saying that a white guy is a father figure to black players, which anybody can easily make a reference back to slavery. So, yeah, that, you know, that's not what you're saying, but yeah, eh, you probably want to stay, stay clear of that. Um, anyway, we got 11 minutes. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Somebody was holding. I guess, uh, damn, my bad. I, I ain't get your player. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, um, I, I'm not the expert at running the board. I, I, I'm not, I'm not Kyle, man. I'm, I'm the captain. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Man, fuck this shit. I'm out." Then I, I, I answered. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, he left. Um, but I wanted to, to talk about that because you know I think that you know what it's curious to see what ESPN does. I mean, they'll always be successful because they got the game on lock. But at the same time, they're losing a lot of money. And Disney, being under Disney, they've been told they got to cut two million, and that's why you're seeing these, these guys leave. And I think Bill Simmons going to HBO. I think that's the best place he can land because he can do whatever he wants there without all he wants. attached. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna take everybody with him and they just and they got money. You know, they got money from Game of Thrones and they made money from True Blood when it was on, so they got plenty of money. They're spending almost five to six million dollars an episode to produce Game of Thrones. So they can toss him some money. So I think that that's a good fit. I don't know what's going to happen with Overman, and we know where, where Colin's going. But, you know, I think it's going to be interesting, man, when, when Skip Bayless comes up for uh, renewal, you know, because he's going to be asking for a lot of money. And what are they going to do with him? They they wanted to keep Colin. Colin just, just went for what he felt was a better deal, you know, and, um, and probably just the ability to do more with his platform. But what are they going to do with Skip? Because everybody watches him and, and Stephen A, all athlete. they have left. That's it? You know, who, who who's the young guns that they can find and brand and bring up under the ESPN, you know, empire? I, I don't see anybody that I'm interested in. You know, uh, Stuart Scott was the Stuart Scott got me into yeah. ESPN for the most part. Exactly. You know, 
and you know, and he was able to identify with with the younger demographic. They don't really have that anymore. And you know, so I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be interesting to to see what happened with that. They so, need to find. Um, they need to find charismatic people who can carry a conversation and still get the facts while talking about different varieties of sports. Like I, I think that there needs to be sections on e, on ESPN that everyone loves. Like you know what I'm saying? Like NFL Live is the most viewed show behind ESPN First Take. And it's by a wide margin. And uh, Skip and Stephen A. are the only, the last of the Mohicans in terms of ESPN's watchability. And they don't give Skip all the money that he wants because people still get mad at his opinions. And I, sometimes I actually, not even sometimes, I, I I like Skip's opinions more than Stephen A.'s. So it's like you have to pay him, but they have to find a way to find someone who can talk about hockey and make it interesting instead of just feeling like we're talking to an aficionado who doesn't want to give entry-level dialogue to people who might not be interested in hockey. Same thing that the TNT NBA crew, they have NBA on lock. There's no one on ESPN who's talking about NBA that's funnier or more entertaining than TNT's crew. So they got to find guys that can incorporate humor, incorporate facts, and can hold the conversation while catering to the people who might not necessarily know about the sports in question because if i can find a guy who talks about hockey i'm interested in hockey to an extent but i if they've hired a guy who can talk about it and make it interesting for me and say yeah i know what hockey is all about now i still don't know a lot of the rules but if they had a guy problem solved but they don't they, they still got that old white guy on there who's still boring as hell oh barry merrill's yeah I, <laughs> oh my god he's boring, <laughs> boring as hell <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, today, uh, I already knew who you were talking about. Oh, you talking about Barry? Yeah, Barry. man, the Red Wings. Uh, Red Wings are doing really good, and uh, yeah, the Blackhawks are. He's just so boring. Yeah, he's awful. Yeah, so he, he makes you not even. He makes you not even interested in hockey. But you know where I think drum. we're going, and 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 where I think this industry is going, and you know, even a couple of years, man, when when I uh well. When I got rid of my cable, and I and I remember talking about this at work, I was like, I don't need cable. I just need to buy all of the programs I can stream at home a la carte and mm. just buy them when the season is in. I would save hundreds of dollars, and that's where we're heading. But the problem with that is that when you start buying things a la carte, eventually you're going to end up back to the same bill you had. Depending on what your interests are, if you have a lot of interest, you might as well keep cable. But if you're just interested in ESPN, yeah, you could probably fork over 30 bucks and, and let that be that. But um, but I think, um, you know, where, where we're kind of going and what we've seen so far, at least what I'm seeing, is that these networks, the MLB network, NBA TV, NFL network, Red Zone, that's the future. These, these niche networks where people can get everything that they want in one place. I don't watch baseball. I watch the MLB network. That's it. I just turn it on MLB TV and, and let it ride out. And if I want to watch something on NBA, I just go to NBA TV and, and watch that. You know, I don't really watch ESPN anymore because they're not as entertaining as they used to be because they don't have the Stuart Scott or the guy sitting behind the desk. They moved away from that model. And um, and once you have these specialized channels that come on, that that's all people are going to tune into. So I think ESPN also has to deal with that. 
So with them losing the personalities that they have and not finding anyone to replace them, they are going to struggle when other networks like a TNT, you know, or NBA live with, with Zeke on there talking, talking shit. I, I want to <laughs> see Zeke talk shit because he get me hyped, <laughs> you know, and, and that's what base, you know, and so I think that's going to be the problem, man. So they, they got to, they got to figure it out because people are leaving and the numbers are out there and it's being reported that people are leaving. They've lost two to seven It's like 2 million viewers over the last couple of years. I think it's as high as 7 million. I can't remember what I tweeted out, but anyway, it's kind of it's crazy. People to just have a know, Netflix account and pay for your, your channels. That's, that's, that's what the future is. That's what all college students are doing nowadays. You know, every, every time I'm in the, in the dorms, people either have an Apple TV and that's it. Well, they have just a PS4 or Xbox One, and they have a Netflix account, and that's and they'll, they'll illegally stream the channels because they realize that they don't need to, you know, have ESPN no more. ESPN is kind of a dying breed right now. I'm not, I'm not gonna say dying because it's still it's still booming out here, but it's wavering because they don't have any anchors who everyone can get behind, or they don't have enough anchors that everyone. Could get by, you know what I'm saying? They they need either a star, or, or they need a few more. What's up? Nah, Q. I I, I think you off, man. They're, they're the number one worldwide leader in sports for a reason. I mean, yeah, obviously, because they still got on lock. I'm saying they're still booming out here, but in terms of like uh, just like viewer appreciation, I, I thought it was. I saw a poll that said uh, they had three categories talking about love where ESPN is at, needs improvement, hates where ESPN is at. And there were a lot of big numbers, like over a million people. And there, the biggest number was needs improvement. You know, no, no, no one loves where ESPN is at right now. So I think they need to find a couple anchors or get a superstar anchor, kind of like you know how Stu was for them. But it's very hard to come by, man, because it's like striking lightning in a bottle finding those type of guys, because those guys are revolutionaries. I agree. They don't grow on trees, man. They do not. Hey, we're right here, man. I, I guarantee they put us on TV. It'll be a hit. I, I, I firmly believe that. I'm just—I'm not just saying that. I, I really do, honestly believe that in my heart. If, if, if we give us the audience, man, I'm telling you, we would kill it. So you know, ESPN. I mean, you know, if you're listening, we, we're right here, man. Um, but you know, I don't know, man. I, I don't think I can deal with that. You know, being on a network, being suspended. Being told I can't tweet, y'all know. I, <laughs> I know I can't. No, I, I'll create a fake. They gonna be airing your tweets out. Them out. <laughs> and the lights can hope went on uh, Twitter today and said, "Come on now, come on, Ken, you can't be doing that." <laughs> I'd be all over awful announcing, but uh, but anyway, we got like a minute left, man. Thanks to everybody that tuned in and um and listened to the show. Um, you know, and Kyle will be back next week. You know, we just kind of freestyle tonight. Uh, just talk sports going on uh, in, in sports right now. So we're ramping up for the NFL season. Make sure you stay tuned, man. Follow the Twitters. Follow the, you know, like the Facebook page. We're announcing the NFL Dead in Sports Fantasy Football League. And we also have our rankings coming up for the season just like we did last year. So go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, check out the videos, and then come back and see what we do for the upcoming season. So uh, so that that's it. That's going to do it. That's going to put this night uh, away. 
and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, you know what? We're going to go out on this death spot, man. Death spot, House of Bridge. We'll holler at <laughs> y'all next week. Peace. Just like that, you gone. This little piggy got a house made of bricks. Hand over hand over hand over fist. This little piggy got a house made of bricks. Up and pump, bitch, you ain't blowing down shit. This